Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Real faith is the child of the knowledge of the Word of God. It takes no effort whatsoever on the part of the intellect or of the will of man to get faith. As soon as the light comes, faith is there. You see, friends, faith is the concomitant of knowledge. It is that which accompanies knowledge. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the classic series, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen's classic message. I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6. We'll look again at the 12th verse. We're using just the first few words of this verse for a text. It says, fight the good fight of faith. That is the only fight that the Christian is called upon to fight, is the faith fight. If we're any other kind of fight, well, we're in the wrong fight. So we need to get out of it and get in the right one. Sometimes folks said, well, I'm going to fight the devil. Well, there's no need of that. Jesus already whipped him. Amen. You wouldn't be any match for him anyhow. <laughs> But Jesus has already whipped him, already defeated him for you, so no use fighting the devil. Somebody said, well, I'm going to fight sin. Well, there's no need of that because Jesus has the cure for sin. I'm going to present the cure for sin. Jesus is the cure. Praise God. Isn't that right? He put away sin, the Bible said, by the sacrifice of himself. So there really isn't any sin problem. There's just a sinner problem. You get the sinner to Jesus and that cures that. Praise God. No, sir, he said, fight the good fight of faith. Now, if there is a fight to faith, then there has to be hindrances to faith or else there wouldn't be any fight to it. And so we've been talking this week uh, about some of these hindrances, uh, actually entitling our message, Six Big Hindrances to Faith. And of course, there are in, all of them are in connection with the Word of God. Because you see, Romans, the 10th chapter and the 17th verse said, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I made mention of the fact, you know, that very often people will pray for faith, you know, and say, well, that's what I need is faith, but, but actually it's not faith they need, it's the knowledge of God's Word they need. And when the knowledge of God's Word comes, well, then faith will just automatically be there. And you could pray for faith forever, but if you didn't get any knowledge of God's Word, you never would get faith. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's what the Bible said. Well, if you could get faith any other way, then this scripture would be a lie. And if there's one scripture in the Bible that's a lie, then the whole Bible's a lie. But I'm glad it's all true. Praise God, aren't you? So then, you see, the greatest hindrances in regard to faith are naturally in relation to the Word of God. And so we're coming now to the fifth one today. And uh, we're held in bondage. Our faith, in other words, held in bondage because we lack understanding about acting on God's word or believing. You see, we try to believe. And it's such a struggle with some folks trying to, as they call it, have faith or trying to believe. But all that's necessary 
for us is just to act on what God said. You see, if we know that the word of God is true, and we act as though it were true, then it becomes a reality in our lives. Real faith is the child of the knowledge of the word of God. It takes no effort whatsoever on the part of the intellect or of the will of man to get faith. As soon as the light comes, faith is there. You see, friends, faith is the concomitant of knowledge. It is that which accompanies knowledge. The psalmist of old said, The entrance of thy words giveth light. Praise the Lord. As soon as the light comes, faith is there. So feed on God's word. Meditate on God's word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now then, let's talk a little bit about this. As I said, a lack of, of understanding about acting on God's word. I use that term, acting on God's word, instead of using the term have faith or believe, because after all, that's what it is. Somebody said one time to Raymond T. Ritchie, who was a man that was used mightily in healing ministry in years gone by. Now he's going to be with the Lord today, but he said, uh, ask him about faith, or what faith is, you see, or how to believe. Well, he said, it's just acting on God's word, that's all it is. Smith Wigglesworth would say, faith is an act. Now, being an Englishman, well, he said faith is a hack. But what he was saying was faith is an act. It's an act. And that's what faith is, is acting on God's word. Now, a lot of times we substitute for faith. We substitute a, a mental assent or a mental agreement. For instance, we'll mentally agree or assent that God's word is true, and we call that believing, but it isn't. See, you can mentally assent and mentally agree all day long that the Bible is true. But it doesn't become real to you until you act on it. It's when you act upon God's word that it becomes a reality to you. Now, for instance, right at this time particularly, because this is Easter season, we are thinking a little bit more than usual, but every day to me is resurrection day, praise the Lord. I don't just celebrate some day, praise God. I'm walking in the newness of life every day, aren't you? Amen. But you know, you can hold to the resurrection truth as a great doctrine, and really that's about all it is. In some church circles, you know, a great doctrine or a, a dogma, and you can hold to the resurrection truth as a great doctrine or a dogma, but it'll not mean a thing in the world to you until you can say, He died for me. He was raised from the dead for me. He arose victorious over death and hell and the grave, and he did that for me. Praise God forevermore. He arose victorious over Satan. He arose a victor. Praise God. And he conquered Satan for me. And therefore, Satan has no dominion over me. I'm free. Praise God, I'm free. Satan has no dominion over me. I'm free. Then, you see, the word of God becomes something more than just a doctrine and something more than just a dogma and something more than just a creed. The word of God will become a reality to you. It'll become something more than just a theory. Are you listening to me? 
won't mean a thing in the world to you until you can say these very words that I said concerning the resurrection. You see, people who get things from God today are those folks who act on, the, on his word. Many has been the time, you know, in church work. I pastored nearly, nearly 12 years. And you'll have the same problems in, in church, you know, and in a church as you have in a home or in a family because the church is made up of families. And you know, in your own individual family, your own home, well, you have financial problems, you know, and you have discipline problems. And in a church, you'll have financial problems and you'll have discipline problems and you'll have all the problems that you have with people. And I know a lot of times in the church as pastor and during 12 years of pastoral work, we face problems. And you do, you face problems in the church as well as problems in the home, problems in the family. The crisis of life comes to all of us. But you see, at that time, if you don't know how to act on God's word, you're at a disadvantage. And I've had the board to say to me, the deacon board to say to me, well, what are we going to do now? See, we were discussing the problems that we're facing. Just, oh, they were concerned, greatly concerned. What are we going to do now? And I just smiled and said, we're just going to act like the Bible's true. Just act like the Bible's true. And you know, just saying those words, they just sighed a sigh of relief because they knew the Bible was true. See, if you know God's word is true and you'll just act like it's true, then it'll become real in your life. You'll bring God on the scene in your life. And in the family, different things arise. Not, I'm, not just talking about, I'm not talking at all about my immediate family because we always taught our children to act upon God's word and they did. But you know, you've got brothers and sisters and so on and others in your family. And, and, and things would arise. And, and sometimes look at look like very difficult problems and, and circumstances and so on. Until some even who were Christians and who were even spirit-filled Christians just seemed to be overwhelmed. And they said to me, what in the world are we going to do now? And I just smiled and said, we're just going to act like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to act like the Bible's true. I'm just going to act like the Bible's true. And you know, just acting on God's word Praise the Lord. It's just that simple. Just that simple. I remember on one occasion, my oldest brother had just gotten saved, and he had uh, and he'd gotten saved because I'd acted on God's word and claimed broken the power of the devil over him, claimed his salvation. And he wasn't just a matter of a few, uh, few weeks old in the Lord. Well, I, I took care of my mother's business for her, and so I really needed, but I was in revival in Dallas, two services a day, and I really need to go up and check out on something. So he, uh, he said, well, I've got to go anyway, and I want to go see uh, my grandfather and his grandfather, of course, who was about 90 years of age and just uh, about ready to pass over to the other side because he lived his life out. So he said, I'll just take care of that for you. Well, now, some of this business that needed to be taken care of was involved other kinfolks, you see. And uh, so... Uh, he, he, he endeavored, uh, well, to tend to it, but he came back, you know, and he said, boy, I'll tell you, I like God's will. And some member of the family, you know, uh, sort of, you know, got rough with him, you know. And, and so he said, I said to this particular person, you better thank God if you know God or have any kind of a God that I'm not like I used to be. I'd already have you whipped. And he would have. He would have. He was sure telling the truth. But he said, I got saved now, and I quit fighting, and I'm not going to fight. But, he said, uh, if you get on me, I'm going to get you off of me. And you just better pray you don't get hurt. 
in me getting you off of me. <laughs> so, uh, so the fellow never got on him, but he did give him a good cussing out. And so I said, oh, Dub, I'll go up there and take care of the business. Well, now, uh, I guess everybody has a nickname. Uh, uh, I don't know why. I don't know where they got it. But as a little kid, all my family always called me Honey. That's my nickname. And so uh, don't anybody but my wife call me that now, <laughs> except when I get around some of the kids, folks. So he said, Honey, you better not go up there. He said, you know, you're a preacher, and said, uh, they know you won't fight, and they'll probably whip you. I said, Dub, your trouble is, you're just a new Christian. You don't know how to put the Lord to work for you. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, a Heart of Faith package. The book, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan, and the single CD, The God Kind of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. These are being offered for a price of $15.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. July 20th through the 25th, Sunday through a Friday, is Camp Meeting 2014. Yes. And now a lot of you know what Camp Meeting is, but you go back to the old days, they used to go and then camp out and then have services. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an indoor camp meeting. That's we right. Know, I was at there. At least we've got air conditioning. Yeah, I was there as a kid <laughs> in, under some of those tents with the sawdust and, and camping out and didn't have no air conditioning. Yes. Now you camp out in a hotel room. But you can go on our web, rhema.org, and it tells you all the information right there, so you just go find out about it. Join us next week as we begin a new teaching series by Ken Hagen entitled, Meant to Stir the World. That's next week, right here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen.